Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello and welcome to this desk with Mami Sinyamiche Thompson. In the next hour, a dangerously exposed steel bridge in the Enquanta South Municipality posing threats to the safety of users. We engage local authorities on plans to avert any catastrophe. In a maiden edition of our Stories of Hope series, we'll tell you the uplifting story of Johannes and Elijah who escaped abject rural poverty in search of a better life in the city and the undying determination to beat the odds in the face of the biting economic crisis. I've been doing some investment. So with that, I'll gather it and do my personal business. Okay, I still have the hope of becoming a journalist. Mm. So have you put in place plans to reach there? Well, yes, I would I say yes. I've put down plans to get there. Also front runner in the NPP presidential race, Alan Chermantin calls on delegates of the NPP to listen to the cries of the people, insisting he represents the surest tool for an NPP victory in the 2024 elections. We have details in our build-up to the Super Delegates Congress slated for this weekend. We also have business updates and a lot more in this hour. Stay with us. I am Amisi Thompson. We'll be right back. And in our first story, a dangerously exposed steel bridge linking Inquanta and adjoining communities in the Inquanta South municipality is posing threat to the safety of commuters. The steel bridge caved in three years ago when heavy trucks were crossing it during a heavy downpour. A directive given by the Roads and Highways Minister Mokwata to have it fixed since February 2020 is yet to see the light of day. Peter Senu visited the area and has more on the following report. Is it a helpless situation for residents in Nkwanta South Municipal Capital? Maybe yes. It has been over three years since the roads minister, Amokwata, ordered for the caved-in bridge to be fixed immediately sometime in February 2020. Nothing has really been done about it till now. Residents who were on site refused to speak to Joy News because they had complained over the years but to no avail. Only one man, Adam Ahmed, a driver who could not work due to the nature of the bridge, spoke to Joy News. Minister Joy News for Murama met me at the boy. Yeah, Brepa or Quano so too much. A Quanan Casa and me a driver knew a Quano. I believe if Joy News gets involved in this, we will have some solution. I'm a driver on the road, and the road is not too good. For you to move from here to Kwe and Power, it is not that easy. We are just appealing to the authorities involved to get this bridge fixed for us. Our cars are behind. It is the tricycles that bring the loads and the passengers to us. 
The collapsing steel bridge has also been hit by flood water a week ago, dangerously exposing the concrete works. Adjoining communities who use the bridge to access in quantum markets on Mondays are also cut off. This would definitely have a toll on their income and other economic activities. Bright Lenwa is the MC from Quanta South. He has been providing some explanations to join news. The bridge over the Gichebun Bridge River in Quanta Town uh, happened the way it is today because a truck that is loaded with foodstuffs is supposed to overtaken by the load that it was carrying, and so it caused a cave-in of the bridge. And this has been the situation since 2020 thereabouts. Uh, since then, we have made several attempts to create some diversions to, so as to avoid uh, committed from using that bridge because in our own estimation, it has become a death bridge and any disaster could occur on it. He denies the broken culvert in the water was due to poor work done by the contractor, adding it was done earlier 2022 to pave way for works to begin on the metal bridge. I don't want to believe the work that the contractor did on the culvert, which is the diversion, was a shoddy work. No. Uh, it was well constructed, but the volume of water that comes is high. And take note, that was also a temporary work. It was done early 2022 so that uh, engineers will have access to come and work on the metal bridge. So the diversion, which is made of covert, was done according to specification. But how helpless is the situation? The MC does not agree it is a helpless one, even after three years of the bridge being in a dangerous state without any action. I wouldn't say it's a helpless situation because since the last event, uh, we've again communicated with our superiors. Uh, I reported to my immediate boss, the regional minister, and my sector minister. I was at the Federal Road Department as well with reports of pictures and other things that shows that, yes, uh, the bridge has been devastated again. And for now, it's gotten more serious than it used to be. I want to believe that very soon action will be taken on that. Until such time that the orders of the road minister to get the bridge fixed immediately are carried out, students and other road users risk their lives working on this danger. Peter Senu for Joy News. Now let's get in touch with the MC for the area, Bright Lenwa, for some answers on this particular incident. Good morning, sir, and thank you for your time here on Joy News Desk. Why has it taken so long for the bridge to be fixed? Good morning, and thanks for having me. Yes, as it's been reported already, uh, the bridge was done a few years ago, but the load that passes the bridge was underestimated. The area which connects the bridge is a food basket of the municipality, which has yam, cassava, plantain, and a number of other food crops being brought into the market center. So I think originally the main better bridge has been underestimated. And so a heavy pack used it uh, just after it was contracted. And there was a heavy uh, which has put the bridge in a very dangerous situation for commuters. So we made an attempt early last year to get the feeder road fixed. It. But unfortunately, because they need to work on the main letter bridge, there has been the need for a diversion to be created. And so the diversion was created early 2022 so that engineers could have access to the main letter bridge and then work on it for a permanent solution. And unfortunately, the engineers could not come to site to work when the heavy rains came uh, later that year, 2022, and then there was a disruption of the culvert. So again, we pushed hard uh, in the first, second quarter of this year, 2023, and then again, the culvert was repaired. Only just after two months for us to be hit again by this very heavy rainfall 
which now devastated the entire COVID. And now commuters have no option than to resort to the already dangerous better bridge, uh, which we see as uh, very dangerous and unacceptable. Well, um, since 2020, you've been trying to fix this bridge. It looks like you're not permanently or um, in mind, putting in mind a permanent solution to the bridge. Why is that? Um, why is that the case? Yes, a permanent solution uh, will come from the ministry, the Rose Ministry, uh, the appropriate department uh, which works on bridges. This is a metal bridge which is not within the capacity of the municipal assembly. So what we do is to report, and we have reported appropriately and consistently, uh, asking the authorities to see the need to come and fix it, and fix it once and for all. That's how come we put for a, a cover to be done, while the engineers prepare also to come to site, to come and work on the main uh, metal bridge. So, we have put consistently at the municipal level as well as the regional level uh, to the national level. Uh, it was reported also consistently have been in touch with the director of Cedar Rose. I go there often, and this is one of the major reasons for which I go there all the time to get this bridge fixed and fixed once and for all. So then what then becomes of, of commuters who are daily exposed to danger, danger because of this phenomenon? I mean, what else has the Ministry of Roads and Highways been telling you or the response they've been giving to you on this particular bridge? Well, it's actually a sad situation. Uh, I have not been dealing directly with the Ministry of with the Department of Federal Rules, uh, with restriction uh, this road and its bridge falls under. So they tell me they are working on uh, uh, some bridges, but uh, as to when they will be ready, uh, I cannot tell. So it's a sad situation because, as I speak, the cemetery of the town, in Panta Town Cemetery, is located on that portion of the town. So what it means is that if we need to do area these days, a car cannot, cannot carry the dead bodies across the other side. That side is the location where we have the department of our grid, our abattoir, our one district, one warehouse, our one district, our one factory, uh, one district, one factory, and so many other government institutions. So uh, the distraction has actually divided the entire township into two. Nobody comes from the other side to transact business. Meanwhile, from the video, you can see that students uh, from various schools walk in and out each day to, to go for teaching and learning. So the same way we have workers on each side of the town who need to cross. And that become dangerous. But because there is no option, absolutely no option for people to cross, sometimes people risk to use the already dangerous death trap bridge which we feel is not the best, and that's how come we want the appropriate state institutions to come in and fix this bit for us once and for all. Well, Mr. Lenwa, so in the interim, are you going to fix another temporal thing, uh, I mean, um, facility for the people there to access, and how much will that cost the assembly? As to cost, uh, unless my engineers put an estimate together, I will not be able to mention of it how much it will cost. But, but, but you said previously that just two months money. ago you, you fixed this bridge, and I'm sure you have an idea how much this is going to cost. I'm yeah, asking. Was, no, we, 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 we collaborated with the Department of Federal Roads. It was actually a, a work that was financed by the Department of Federal Roads. It is not from the coffers of the municipal assembly. It was a work that we collaborated with, with the Department of Federal Roads, and they came to fix it. Yeah, so because it is still raining at the moment, it's actually difficult to do anything uh, across the river. Uh, if you try to do anything, it may not be sustainable, and you may end up questioning the, the case or the situation. So we expect that uh, world trained bridge engineers will come down uh, from 
the appropriate institution to come and assess the situation and then prescribe uh, the best solution or option. Right, we're grateful for your time. Mr. Bright Lenwa is MC for Inquanta South. Moving on, the Paramount Chief of Krachi in Chumuru traditional area, Nanao Brimponkanya the second says his traditional area has been left out in terms of roads and other developmental projects. The president, Nane Kufado, in 2021, during his appreciation visit to the region, promised to construct a bridge over the Uti River as his legacy for the region. This promise is, however, yet to be fulfilled 18 months to the end of his tenure as president. Peter Senu again has details. The road network in Krachin Chumru district is nothing to write home about. I have traversed the district for three days from Borai to Chinderi, Chinderi to Bwafre, Bwafre to Bejamsi, and the value is the same. Only Chinderi to Bejamsi has some grading and gravel works done recently. Residents say they feel isolated and neglected in their own country. They want the roads in the area fixed before the... Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Political season starts. What we want to say to the government today, we want, we want the government to mark our ways. This day, we, the people of Wafri, and then the, the adjoining communities are saying, no, no road, no voting. No street lights, no voting. And then uh, whoever will come for campaigning, if he has not fixed such a thing, okay, he can come. We are ready. We are not prepared for war, but we will chase you out of our town. And then we do be If you have any food item to be sent to the market, except the tricycles, all we are telling government is that if they feel we are part of Ghana, you should come and fix the roads for us. We do not have problem with our MP. If he has the means, he would fix this road. This road has never seen any grading. Since the NDC time, now the MPP is almost living power. Wow. If ambulance is to transport any emergency case on this road, the person will die straight away. The paramount chief for Krachin Chumru traditional area, Nana Obrimpon Kanya II, has added his voice to the calls by his people to get the roads in the area fixed. Our roads are very terrible. The Nchumu area is neglected. Why do you say so? Because nobody comes here to uh, to help us develop the area. We have our district council, we talk, our MPs are not helping us, the government is not helping us. And we are not known. The government's NDC, MPP from CPP time, after the fall of Kwame Nkrumah, the area had been neglected. The old roads constructed during Nkrumah's region, they are the same roads we are using. NDC came and went away. MPP has come, the same thing. We produce a lot of yams, cassava, to, the, to Accra. But they have neglected us. They have neglected us. We don't know. They are not cooperating with us at all. They only want our votes. But we want to tell them that next time we are very, very careful. If, you don't, if they don't help us, we will also know how to treat them. Both NDC and MPP. We haven't benefited from that, them at all. So the election is coming. The government in power, be careful. He has asked political actors in the area to get up and work for the development of the area. I'm telling all the politicians who apply in this area, they should be up and doing. Because they are not helping us at all. They come to deceive us. We make this thing for you, we vote for you, then you run away. The president, Nana Akufuado, in 2021, promised Nananum in the region that his legacy for the region would be a bridge over the Uti River. But Uti Bridge, Uti Bridge to them, I am determined and I've made the promise and I'm going to see to it it is done. I am here, legacy, and it's going to be my legacy for this region, Uti Bridge. 
Yes, However, with 18 or so months to end his tenure as the President of the Republic, Nana Obrimpon dares the President to make good his promise to Nananum of the region. So the Oti Bridge, Oti Bridge, I am lay emphasis on this. Your promise, uh, Nana Kufuadov, the President of Ghana, your promise, don't forget, we're asking you to have that bridge so that it will ease transportation problem in the area. With the frequent breakdown of the ferry, a bridge on the lake would be an excellent alternative to ensure rapid economic activities and to save lives of residents at the overbank needing secondary health services. Peter Sanu for Joy News. The Tema Regional Police Command has uncovered a suspected human trafficking syndicate which led to the arrest of 14 Nigerians. Fifteen laptops have been retrieved from the five-bedroom house located in the Sebrepo community, a suburb of Pongkantabaso municipality. Dozens of Nigerians between the ages of 18 and 30 were allegedly subjected to unspeakable horrors and forced to engage in cybercrime in exchange for food at the said location. Join News' Carlos Coloni has more. And speculate the 12 individuals believed to have been trafficked from the West African sub-region are allegedly being held against their will by their Nigerian captors coerced into the world of cybercrime. Disturbing signals from within these walls have left neighbors perturbed ultimately prompting them to raise an alarm that led to apprehension of all 14 occupants. I stay behind the house that the tennis incident is happening. I just, I saw one guy just waving, waving like that. But I, I thought the person was making fun of me because I never saw anybody like that. I hear their voices, but I don't know the people staying there. So the person was waving. Then I called my, called my husband. I see somebody's like, the person is making fun of me. Then my husband said, oh, let me check. Then he looked. Then he said, no, it's like the person is calling for help. Then my husband went for ladder. At first, he climbed the wall. And he saw that the person said, uh-huh. The person was making sign language like that. And the hand is shaking. It's like the person is weak, very, very weak. He cannot talk. So when he was making the sign, then my husband went for ladder and took his phone that he wanted to take picture. But because of the net in the room, the net that they used to cover the burglar proof, there's no way he can do the video. So he got down and another brother came and the person started calling for help. Then he said, call for, call. he was doing like this, call for, call for, he was doing it. So when he was doing it, then my husband said, no, he's saying that we should call for police. So he wants to go. He wants to go. So they went in calling for police. When they were calling, then he went to Accra. Then when they came out, you see them, all of them, it's like they are malnourished. They don't have enough strength to, even to watch the sun is difficult for them. You see them skinny like that. So it's, it's like they've been here for a long time. Because at times around 2 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you'll be hearing them fighting at their back. This was the scene when a combined team of police and military stormed the house on Sunday afternoon to rescue the victims following distress calls from concerned neighbors. According to the resident, the victims who appeared malnourished were being compelled to participate in cybercrime in exchange for food. Through the patrol team, the two motorbikes were arrived here now yesterday. So they break into the house, got there. So they find up to 12 guys in there. You can see them, they were even, like they were hungry. Making white, like they were in cell living. Seriously, like the way the situation was so bad. They brought them for whatever they are coming from, put them there, they were hungry. So if, if you don't get clients, you can't eat. So you have to work and then get the number of clients before you can feed you. So they are there, you are not feeding them. So he called for the help to so want to go back to his country. Actually, it was against their will. The boys, uh, it was against their will. Uh, what I heard was from one of the boys was complaining that they were kept in there without uh, uh, food. Uh, they were kept there without food. So they were looking very pale. Assemblyman of Sebrapore Electoral Area, Prince Jacob Ajavor, confirms the incident in an interview with Joy News. When the police came, um, at a point they said they wanted to uh, take the people, the inmates, away. 
And the residents said no, they wanted to see them physically. And so they would not let the police. In fact, the, the police car came. It was a, a pickup that was not uh, branded uh, in the police uh, callus. So that made people suspect that the thing, the police were going to like uh, maybe cover something. So I spoke to them, I called the commander, and then later they sent a police um, branded pickup. And then a neighbor also called uh, some soldiers. Uh, they came uh, together, we had some uh, agreement, went to look at the, um, inspect the rooms. We counted uh, 12 young men, uh, and then the, plus their boss, maybe the, 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 the guy who was in charge of the boys in there, with about 15 or so laptops. And uh, those were carried away, we followed up to the police station at the uh, MF police station. And then uh, we had because uh, it borders on the immigration issue, they had to go to Tema. So in the evening, they and the soldiers uh, went to Tema with the boys. In light of escalating speed of crime in the area, residents who say they now fear for the lives of their kids vehemently oppose the reintegration of the West African nationals into the community. About the police today, we've lost trust in them totally. Because of yesterday, what happened here, you could see that people no longer believe in the police force again. If not for the military people that came for the intervention, I wouldn't think they would allow them to send the guys away. Move them again. Move them again. Allow them to be told them to leave, leave the area. Because this to the immigration, they should find where they need to go back. Because they can't group their men in one room, about eight or fifteen. Even we are we are not safe. Join new sources at the Tamar Regional Police Command say investigations have been launched into the incidents. Reporting from Sebrapo here in the Pongkatamanso municipality. My name is Carlos Caloni for Join News. The economy has been unforgiving, but for Joannes and Elijah, abject rural poverty had made it even more unbearable. But the double blow of an economic crisis and rural life has done nothing to weaken their resolve to get a better life in the city. They're taking on the all stuck up against them and are determined to break the vicious cycle of poverty in their families. In the first in a series of inspirational stories in the midst of a biting economic crisis dubbed Stories of Hope, I take you on this exciting journey of Johannes and Elijah. Welcome to Accra. Here, to survive, one needs to be resourceful, resilient, and master all ingenuities to create a space to call home. Meet 27-year-old Johannes. He aspires to make it big in Accra. He lives in this kiosk in the heart of Spintex, the retail hub. I end up here after my senior high school education. Then I called my brother that I need to work, and he said I should come. So when I came, he got me a place. Yeah. I, I never know, people used to sleep in wooden structure. I never see some before. Johannes's journey from KJB was tarred with hope and expectation. A good job to live his dream. The volatile region of KJB for him had become stale. I want to be a politician. I want to go and do political science. Okay. Yeah. But as time goes on, the dream change. To? Yeah, football. So back in school, I used to play. But I've never had it in my mind because it's my passion, but I never thought of being a footballer. But when I come to Accra, I mean, training with people, going to play football at places, I say, now, mm. things have to change. And I try pushing myself, I mean, travel out of Ghana. His new estate is crammed with countless wooden structures carved out by dream hopefuls to the pathway of their desired future. And Johannes' home is one out of 140,637 locks to find their feet in the city. The limited access to proper housing forces 8.8 million Ghanaians, 27% of the population, to live in slums. The numbers are likely to go up as the urban centers continue 
to look attractive to the youth from the hinterlands like Johannes. It is mid-morning in the estates. Johannes and his friend Elijah get ready to go to work at the biscuit factory located about 500 meters from where they live. The estate is a gold mine of cheap labor for the factories and shops in the neighborhood which they mine every now and then for their businesses. As a factory mechanic, Johannes earns a little above 1,000 cities a month. This caters for his rent, remittances to his family and everyday expenses. There are a lot of things in my mind to achieve. But here like the case, I have siblings in school, one in nurses training, mm -hmm. recently one complete senior high. So they do call, I may say, our dad is no more. So it's like, pressure is on. With more than 5.4 million residents in Accra, trying to make ends meet, Johannes is carefully looking to carve a niche for himself. He's working on opening a bread shop in addition to his factory work. Where the system push you to, that's where you move. Yes, mm. now the system is hard. You can't decide to make things comfortable for yourself. It's impossible. Yeah. So you, when the system strikes, you strike. The aim is to amass enough money to further his football career outside the country. I have a work. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. My hand work. A big break. So right now. That's what I want to focus for now. I want to get container and then buy materials and start baking. Then I'll see the way forward. I really won't rely on company money, the place I work, but I see that now. It can't match. His friend Elijah wants to further his education and eventually become a journalist. When you wake up in the morning, what we do is maybe go to the farm. After farm, you come, you eat. Yeah, you go out to play, come back to the house, bath, sleep. That was the life day. Yeah, but uh, since we have to move forward, that's why we came to Accra to search for something small. From humble beginnings at Hohoi in the Volta region, Elijah also sojourned from his hometown in search of a better education. Well, uh, we all know that Accra is the center for business. Yes, we have a lot of businesses here. And you know, back in where we have, we don't have much companies. Unlike Accra where we have companies that you can work and earn something. He met Johannes here in the slums and they've been inseparable since. His meager salary from the biscuit factory is spent mostly on food and transportation. He can hardly remit to his family back in Hawaii. Mommy will call. I'm not feeling well. Daddy will call. I'm not feeling well. I have to push. Since you are in Accra and they are in the village, when they call you for assistance, you have to because they feel yeah, okay. They, they don't understand that this is what you are going through. But Elijah hasn't lost hope in a better future. He still guards his journalism aspirations jealously. Okay, I still have the hope of becoming a journalist. Mm. So have you put in place plans to reach there? Well, yes, I would, I would say yes. I've put down plans to get there. I believe in two or three years' time, I should be able to reach there. A difficult life here in the city has pushed many of his counterparts to resign themselves to labor-intensive works. Some have collaborated to create small trading enterprises. But Johannes has big ambitions. 
I've been doing some investment. So with that, I will gather it and do my personal business. So I will support the business with where I work, the little I gain from there. Okay. Yeah. I have the courage that to help me move wherever I want to move. Yeah, okay. As they head off to work today, the two discuss plans to check out of the wooden estate they call home into a blooming future in the next couple of years. Now some exciting news. Finally, one of the schools featured in season two of Ghana's Schools of Shame has received furniture to cater for over 400 pupils in the Bakbakba Primary School in the Nanumba North Municipality. The government donated 100 dwell desks and a licensed cocoa buying company, Fedco, also donated 100 desks. Joining us, which is editor, Jojo Kobla, reports that the furniture situation in the school has been permanently solved. What is happening here is not a festival. The people of Bapaba in the Nanumba North Municipality are excited. For years, the majority of the children here have been without school furniture. They danced their hat out to celebrate the donation of furniture to their school. But that is the end of the story. Let's go to the beginning. The story of Bapaba Primary started in April 2023. For years, children in Bapaba kneel, squat, sit, or sometimes lie on their bellies because they had no furniture. Gifty Odanjo, a pupil in class 5, was compelled to come to school earlier than usual in order to get access to furniture. Access to furniture in the school is on a first-come, first-served basis. Majority of pupils improvise by squatting, lying on their bellies or assuming weird positions on the floor just to get an education. Gifty could not take it anymore. She burst into tears as she narrated the ordeal they endured daily. As you can see, some of us don't have uniforms. Even me, I don't have any decent uniform. And we sit on the floor to learn. When it rings, we are compelled to sit in this structure. Because of its size, we are beaten by the rain. During the rainy season, Whenever it rains, it links from the app there. So they have to run into a small room over there. So she coming to school to see her colleagues lying down. When she look at it, she feels sad. So and that was what made her cry. I feel bad. The Ministry of Education donated 100 dual desks to the school, but the school needed 100 dual desks more. Fedco, a local licensed cocoa buying company, came to the rescue and donated hundred dwell desks to completely cater for the needs of the students. We thank God for giving us the opportunity to do this for our community. The furniture was handed over to the municipal education office and they also handed it over to the school. No child has been left behind. They all have furniture. The cooperative manager of FETCO Dr. Bernard Achibold Senior Ajman advised the school to maintain the furniture. We have resolved to share our profit with the society, not only those in our catchment, but also those beyond our catchment. And so when we got the news from uh, uh, Joy News, we felt that these children who are future leaders uh, deserve to, to have the furniture that, that is required to uh, promote effective learning. They have also put other support that they required, not for Bapawa school alone, but schools in the uh, district. We will look at them, and once we have the resources, we will try as much as possible to support them. Kifti Odanjo is excited. I am excited that we all have furniture. I will be happier if someone gives me a school uniform. That will be great. Were her tears have dried, replaced with a smile? This is the Bakoba DA Primary School, Primary 5. Last time, it was pure disaster here. But now, the children get to learn 
with some dignity. So I'll give to you, what do you have to say to all of us? Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Join Youth Partner for Season 2 of Ghana Schools of Shame. School for Life is also excited that private companies are helping. Amadou Zulia Dean, the advocacy and policy influencing specialist, speaks for School for Life. Uh, gaps in the delivery of uh, education uh, includes the lack of furniture, uh, lack of infrastructure, that's the classrooms, uh, teaching and learning resources, and it means that the effort that we are witnessing here today can be replicated in other areas so that the furniture situation, the classroom situation can actually be closed to give full meaning of education to children who are schooling in these rural areas or remote areas of Ghana. The power of a simple story. George Kobda, Joy News. <laughs>
Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store all the store and discover the smart way to bank echo bank the pan-african bank Taliwati. when everybody came out everybody's looking good displaying their art beautiful art everywhere um, this is my fifth year coming in a row so I'm here every August for the festival. It's been amazing being with my black people all day, every day. It's been great. It's so fun here. There are a lot of art things to do. So I personally love it and I love the artworks. I love Chalote 2022. It's fantastic. This year's experience is, uh, is marvelous. It's amazing. It's Chalote Festival, y'all. You ought to be here. The paintings, the people, the Ghanaians were awesome. Everyone, when you're in Ghana, around the same time, make sure you check it out. It's really happening. clear and thrilling podcast and live shows download and listen to us on apple spotify tune in google podcast my joy online amazon services like echo amazon music and audible stitcher atom online overcast and pandora take note of everything sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated Hi, good morning. Welcome to business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Consumers of petroleum products may have to brace themselves for another increase in prices by the end of this month. This is based on data from bulk oil distribution companies seen by Joy Business. Here's more in this report. The data seen by Joy Business shows that the chamber is basing its projection on rising prices of crude oil on the international market, which appears not to be ending anytime soon. The data reveals that rising prices of finished products over the past few weeks have been influenced by serious supply challenges. One can talk about the decision by OPEC to cut production of crude. Again, another data picked up from international oil trading platforms showed that crude oil and gas production from USA is expected to decline next month and this may also push prices up further. The Chamber of Borg Oil Distribution Firm's data on the city's outlook also shows some marginal depreciation next month. All these developments could force the oil marketing firms to adjust prices from the 1st of September 2023. Now, the Chartered Institute of Human Resource Management is making a strong case for government to set up a fund to support enterprises amid the current economic challenges. The issue says this would cushion the operations of these businesses to be more resilient and not lay off workers, as well as reduce the pressure on human resource practitioners. President of the Institute, Dr. Edward Kwapong, explained the hike in inflation is taking a toll on human resource affecting employees at large. He spoke to Joy Business at the 2023 conference ceremony of the Institute. 
The ceremony was to officially confer charter status and present certificate to deserving graduates who completed the project work of the professional certification program of the institute. Dr. Kwapon called on government to deepen support for some key sectors of the economy. Management must listen, or government must listen to HR to know what the concerns of employees are. And in the face of all the difficulties, give assurances that when better times come, you'll be able to respond to them positively. Uh, perhaps government may want to set aside a fund to support enterprises that are collapsing as a result of the harsh economic conditions. A fund to kind of, like an insurance kind of arrangement to support employees who may lose their job. Because day in, day out, we hear um, uh, calls for the closure of certain businesses because they are not making it uh, in terms of profit, in terms of even survival. You know, the bottom line is so low. And so then, yes, we need to do We also need to assure government that in the event of redundancy, we will do our best to negotiate the package so that it will also be a win-win for both sides. Head of Human Resources at GCB Bank PLC, Nana Kobina Yeboachai, the newly admitted Chartered Human Resource Management Practitioners, to make HR count in any organization they find themselves. Before you joined the, um, the process, you were doing things around compensation, performance management, all the other things that HR people do. Now you've come here. What, what defense, how else are you going to, what, how, what, what new ways are you going to explore performance management? What new ways are you going to do compensation? What new ways are you going to do uh, uh, recruitment, selection, all those things? That, that's what really matters. Now, we, we are all human, and I count myself um, number one on this list of what I'm about to say. So we all get to a point where we are complacent. It, it's, it's normal. And you need some, something to, to, to jock you up. Okay? So just as you do your New Year resolutions and so on and so forth, ask yourself, and so what have you actually added to what you already know? This year's conferral service was under the theme making HR certification count in the world of work. And that's all in business. The news continues after this break. Everybody's looking good, displaying their art, beautiful art everywhere. Um, this is my fifth year coming in a row. So I'm here every August for the festival. It's been amazing being with my black people all day, every day. It's been great. It's so fun here. There are a lot of art things to do. So I personally love it. And I love the artworks. I love Chalorote 2022. It's fantastic. This year's experience is, uh, is marvelous. It's amazing. It's a little festival, y'all. You ought to be here. The paintings, the people, the Ghanaians were awesome. Everyone, when you're in Ghana, around the same time, make sure you check it out. It's really happening. The new exciting football channel is now available only on HD Plus and brings you football from around the world. Watch Sadio Mane and Daniel Kufitre in the top weekly match of the Bundesliga 1 and DFB Cup, Primera Liga, Copa de la Liga Profesional, C. Ronaldo in the Saudi Pro League, as well as daily sports news every other hour. Also, get updated on Messi and Mbappe on PSG TV and many more. Feely Feely on HD Plus Channel 151. A HD Plus, the Feely Feely experience. Welcome back. Let's do some politics now. Front runner in the governing New Patriotic Party presidential race, John Alan Kojutremanting, is called in on delegates to listen to the cries of the people, insisting he represents the surest tool 
for a victory in the 2024 general election. As the party looks set to this weekend's Super Delegates Congress, Alan says his 10-point agenda will transform and modernize the party for electoral victory. Alton Bove has more. John Alan Chematen is making a fourth attempt at leading the MPP in a contest that has pitched him against the Vice President Dr. Mamadou Baumia and eight others. But the race is not new to him. The terrain is not new to him. And so are the kinmakers, the delegates. He's appealing to them to dig deep and consider the interests of the larger populace in arriving at the decision. As delegates, you are representing not only your own interests, but also the interests of the rank and file of our party. What the rank and file of our party are asking for is that they need a new leader who will satisfy five basic conditions. They are looking for a leader who will help our party to break the eight in 2024 and help NPP to succeed itself in power. The 67-year-old Alan is an indigent of Patasi near Kumase in the Ashanti region, considered the political world bank of the MPP. The region also holds the highest number of delegates in the MPP. But recent improved showings by the opposition and DC, especially in the 2020 elections, seems to have drowned home the need for the MPP to select a candidate that will resonate well with the region. Member of Parliament for Botiano English among from constituencies, Sylvester Tete, says there's no better choice than Alan Chematen. So go to the market. If your party executive is a party delegate, I'm saying that the popularity of Alan Chematen in the Shanti region was tested when we did the drill. So work. The numbers that turned out, we have not had that number in so many years. So it tells you the popularity of Alan Chamantin. Everybody should put his popularity out there. As a party delegate, they are mobilized, they are organized, because the leader is coming, come and meet him. But those that you don't organize, that organically, they come out of their own to cheer you, to welcome you, to believe in your message, those are the people we are targeting. Fourth elections. For us, two tier elections, the super delegate, and then the November fourth election. For super delegates, the foregone conclusion that five people will be selected, and obviously Alan Chamantin is one of the five that will be selected. The Chalewate Festival is ushering in a new era at the Blackstar Square, its surrounding avenues, and within the Osu community. This festival, which commenced yesterday, drew a diverse crowd from various corners to partake in a celebration of arts and culture. There's more on this report by Jacqueline and Sumayabwa. Currently, we are at the Osu Castle, and yes, it is the 13th edition of the Chalawate Festival. And um, when we came here, all the people were getting registered, artists were putting up their artworks, and many more. Um, today is the first day they are about to start with the procession. So join me as we join them to procession into the Osu town. Okay, so oh, you're about to start with the procession, and I've got a couple of diasporans here. I want to talk to them and find out why they traveled all the way to come here. So, hello, how are you doing? Hi, fantastic, how are you? I'm good. Um, can you tell us your name? My name is Botale Boikanyo. I-, I can't pronounce that. <laughs> and what's your name? I love that. Paul. Paul, thanks for saving me. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you travel all the way from South Africa to come to Ghana to witness the Chalwate Festival. Why? Because this is one of the biggest festivals of its kind in all of West Africa, so we couldn't you know, wait to come and experience it in person. We are also showcasing a film on Wednesday, so we are quite excited about that. Okay. Yeah. All right, what about you? Yes, yeah, same thing. I am one of the actresses in the film, so we'll showcasing the film the deal on wednesday a patient we just want to know more about it so ni um, can you tell me more about what just happened earlier uh, we are possessing from the christian world castle to the osu township now as you can see we have the osu Ulomo, who is the, the principal chief Ulomo of the osu stu yeah. so you need to once you are passing to somebody's house you need to go to the person's house and ask for permission okay so that was what you did earlier we went there for the ulomo to pray for us so that it will be a successful possession okay. what is going to be any bad or any negative energy should be drive away okay. so we went there to pay homage uh, to the ancestors okay. so as we, as you can see we went to the ulomo's place to 
pray for us so that we can have a successful possession. Okay. All right, Ni, I see you have this around your neck. What does it signify? And first of all, what's the name of it? It's called Isub. When the local language, you call it Nyanyina. Nyanyina? Nyanyina. Okay. Nyanyina, but that is called Isub. We are used to drive away negative energies. As we, we possess through the township, we have some bad and negative, or negative energies around. So this is a, a, in spirituality, it's used to drive away negative energies and also serve as a cleanser for purification. All right. we, we also have Miss Bell here. Miss Bell, how are you? I'm okay. Um, so how do you see the whole procession so far? It just started. It's spiritual and it's going well, well put together. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, what is the? I see you having this one. Um, does it mean anything to you? Um, it's an African accessory, but yes, you can put um, some cleansing spirits in there. So, as we are walking, if you the energy doesn't feel right, you. And that report by Jacqueline and Sumaya. But, well, there's more happening today. Very exciting um, events that are going to take place at Osu and other avenues for the Chalawati Festival. Do make a point to be there. That's it for the news this morning. Join us again at midday for news today. I'm Amisi Nyamiche Thompson.